Matthew, the book of Matthew, very common verse, very uh, familiar verse to all of us. And I, I hope and pray that the Lord will bless us and uh, will enable us to see another perspective of uh, this uh, prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ as we go through this uh, prayer this morning and see uh, the importance of our fathers. And um, we will see also the blessing of fathers. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13. All right, I will, um, we will read these uh, verses all together, only a few verses there. So let's read these verses together. If you are there in Matthew chapter 6, verse number 9, we'll read that from verse number 9 all the way to verse number 13. Together now, if you are there, verse 9, ready, read. After this mother, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, once again, Lord, we thank you for the blessing that you have given to us today for this occasion of recognizing the fathers lord we thank you for the faithful and adorable and um, um, diligent fathers of god that you have given to us and thank you father that uh, we have an, an example of fathers in you uh, how you love us lord and how you provided for us how you protect us and how you cared for us those kind of um, um, Lord, uh, things that we see in you, Lord, we also um, um, emulate and we follow because, Lord, um, you have given us that uh, role as fathers. And I pray, oh God, that uh, you, the fathers that are here will be encouraged the more uh, to do more things and more um, uh, diligence in our work so that, Lord, we can um, um, provide everything that our family needs. And thank you, Father, that um you have uh, allowed us oh god to have our own families to raise now lord um in everything that we do here in the church and whatever we say i pray that you will be uh, receiving the glory and the honor and bless lord our people um this morning bless our fathers and the mothers and all the children and all individuals that are here this morning i pray that um, all of us will exalt your name in the midst of your people Thank you, Lord, once again. Thank you for all the things that you have done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. And this is very simple. Our message is entitled, Our Father. You know, uh, Father's Day is, um, is, uh, is not really as popular maybe as Mother's Day. And we understand that. We, want, we love the mothers uh, very much uh, more than the fathers. And uh, many families are showing that kind of affection more affection towards the mothers. Um, even me personally, uh, I grew up, uh, you know, with both parents, my mother and my father. But you just can't have. I love my mother more than my father. No one can deny it. No one can deny it because um, it's just that soft touch, maybe, and the kind heart and the more um, affectionate mothers that we have that uh, made us, you know, uh, more. Uh, more affectionate also uh, in the turn to our mothers and um, 
aside from that, maybe for the fact that our mothers are always there at home most of the time compared to our fathers. That is why we develop that kind of um, affection, uh, special affections towards our mothers and, 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 and better also um, uh, relationship with mothers compared to fathers. But actually, um, both of the mothers and the fathers are very much, very much a blessing in the homes as we see it because that is what God uh, wanted. And again, um, to all fathers this morning that are here in our church, uh, we thank the Lord God for you. And happy Father's Day to all of you. And again, millions and millions of uh, people in the world today have marked this day as a special day for fathers. And we praise the Lord for all of them. And we thank the Lord for the blessing of um, Father. Again, <coughs> looking at our text this morning, how fitting to have a special day to honor the fathers. When the Lord Jesus Christ himself began this teaching of prayers to his disciples, when he said, Our Father, Our Father. Again, th this kind of thing, our parents need to be honored in the home. Our fathers need to be honored in the homes because God commanded us. The Lord our God commanded us to honor our fathers and our mothers. Exodus chapter 20 verse number 12 will say uh, this um, command from the Lord. And, and, and God said, honor thy father and thy mother, which is the great commandment with promise. That's what he said, that thy days may be long upon the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The, the blessing that entails of, of honoring our father and mother, our parents in general, that the blessing that entails it is the long life. You will have long life. You will have, uh, you know, a long life upon this earth. Your life will be lengthened if you honor your um, father and mother. So again, that is a blessing that the Lord has given to all people who honor their parents. No wonder really why the Chinese people, they have long life, well, generally. They have long life because um, naturally they worship their parents. They worship their parents. They pray to their parents and to their ancestors and, and, and you know, uh, their uh, great, great grandparents. They worship them. But again, God did not teach us to worship our parents. But again, this um, um, command of God being, being um, fulfilled in this kind of people, the Lord blessed them with long life. And that is exactly what God wants in Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 1 to 3. I hope that our children are listening very intently today. Because this is a great blessing for the children. This is the key to long life. Just love your parents. Just honor your mother and your father. This is what the Bible says. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. He said, um, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Of all the commandments of God, you know all the commandments of the Lord, 612, not just the Ten Commandments, of all these commandments, this one is the first one that has a promise. 
that it may be well with thee. What is that? That it may be well with thee. That means you will grow well. You will, you know, um, um, work well. You will marry well. You will raise up your family well. In, in other words, everything will be good for you. The Lord will, you know, um, life may be, there are still difficulties, but, you know, in general, life will be uh, a blessing to you. If you just honor your parents, it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long. That is the long life being promised. So those people who love their parents. Oh, pastor, what if my parents are not Christians and they are not they do not know the Lord. You know, Chinese people, they are not Christians too. But the Lord blessed them with long life. Why? Because they worship their parents. I'm not saying that you worship your parents. I hope my children will do, but... <laughs> but again, love your parents because that is what God wants. This is what Jesus Christ is, um, you know, uh, showing us in his uh, uh, teaching of um, prayer when these people, when his disciples pray. Now, in the family, we'll find that the, the setting of the family is common to us and known to us that it must be a father there, there is a mother, and the children. So that's the composition of the family. That is the the, 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 the plan of God for the family. There might be some different circumstances in some homes. There might be some circumstances there. But the, that this is the general setting in the home. A father and a mother and a children. And this family structure is ordained of God. God ordained this because this is um, you know, a family structure that uh, God designed for the uh, continuity of uh, the people of the earth. Now, in our text this morning, the Lord Jesus Christ prayed to His heavenly Father. He He gave this example uh, to His disciples to uh, to teach them how to pray. And again, our earthly father-child relationship is planned by God Himself. It is the Lord who ordained this. Now, again, if you are a young person here. And he, um, uh, if you are if you are a man um, um, planning or praying to take a wife, then go ahead, take a wife, and, and and build a home and have children and lead your children and your family in the Lord. Lead them in the Lord Jesus Christ. And again, uh, you see in, uh, in the prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ here, uh, his prayer contains great lessons. Uh, for the families and especially for the fathers. And first that we can find in this um, in this verse, I mean in this prayer in verse number 9, if you go back again to verse number 9, chapter 6 of the book of Matthew. <coughs> verse number 9, after this manner, therefore pray ye. Again, this is not the Lord's prayer. This is just an example that the Lord uh, uses to teach his disciples. We are not to say all these exact wordings, but in this manner, in other words, your prayer must be structured like this. But that is not our point this morning. Our point this morning is that as we can find here in this verse, when Jesus Christ 
uh, taught this to his disciples and he said after this manner therefore pray ye our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name now again this earthly um fathers need to learn from their heavenly fathers too all fathers that are here this morning all of us must need to learn about our heavenly father what is you know the characteristics of our heavenly father what are the things that that our heavenly father you know um does to us what are the things that god has given to us and showed to us we see that god loves us he loves us therefore the fathers should also love their children because that is being shown by by our heavenly father our heavenly father has this love that you know is so hard to understand he gave his son the lord jesus christ that john chapter 3 verse 16 says that very common verse is that for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life he loves us our god loves us and not just you know uh, uh, he loves us for the sake of loving but he really demonstrated that he demonstrated that love by action by giving his son that is the the demonstration of god's love and also not just he loves us but he cares for us he cares and, and again he he showed us here in in this same book of matthew and the same chapter chapter 6 and verse number 26 it shows us the comparison uh, why uh, we ought to trust him why we ought to trust god because he is going to provide for us because he cares for us verse 26 take a look at this the bible says behold the fowls of the air for they sow not neither do they reap nor gather into barns yet your heavenly father feedeth them are ye not much better than they my friend this tells us that we are better than the fowls of the air we are better we are better than the the birds that fly we are you know god's creation that is so special to him we are even called the peculiar people we are very special in god's eyes we are better than the fowls of the air we are better than the birds and if the birds are being fed by our heavenly father how much more are we that is what he's saying here that the lord our god takes care of the birds that means he will take care of you of whatever you have need and he said here not just that he loves us and he cares for us but he longs to take our fears away from us because it's normal to us to have fear it's normal for us when when we have our when we have our our, our, our wife you know getting pregnant and 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 the, and the, and the baby is about to, to arrive and, and we think of the future or oh, how are we going to provide for this child how are we going to raise him in, you know and, and provide everything that he needs oh, we have all this fear what if i will lose my job what if what, what a lot of fears that comes to our mind when we you know are are facing the future and the lord our god from heaven he is there 
is he wants to take that fear away from us. Again, Matthew chapter 6, verse number 34. Verse number 34. He said, Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Do not think too much of the future and fear of the future. Take it out of your mind. Because that fear of the future will steal your present joy. You are just being, you know, um, 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 thinking too much. Do not think too much of the future. Leave it unto the Lord. He said, there are problems of the day. Solve the, those problems. Face the problems of the day. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Do not add. Tomorrow's problem is tomorrow's problem. Today we have problems to solve. Solve it. Do not add tomorrow's problem for today because it's too much. So that is what the Lord Jesus Christ is telling us there. You see, our Father in heaven, that Father that we have in heaven, He, he, speaks, he speaks of love and he, he cares for us and He longs um, to take away our fears. And my friend, um, that father that Jesus Christ prayed in that sermon is the father that we have also received by faith. He becomes our father by faith. Remember the, the verse in John chapter 1, verse number 12. Because of our acceptance of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Father of Jesus Christ becomes our Father too. But as many as receive Him, that's Him, Jesus Christ, but as many as receive Him, to them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. So Jesus Christ, you know, is our Savior, and upon receiving Jesus Christ into our life, that makes us the children of God. That makes us the, you know, the, the children of God. Because my friend, I will tell you this. Not all the people in the world are children of God. According to the Bible. The Bible does not um, assert the fact that all people are children of God. But all people in this world are created by God. But only only few are children of God as that verse said in verse number 12 but as many so not all but as many as uh, but as many as received him to them gave him power to become the sons of God why because not all are children of God in fact in this world um, there are not many kinds of people only two kinds of people the saved and the unsaved or the children of God and you know the children of you know the Satan that's that's what it is two kinds of children uh, where is that in the Bible pastor okay John chapter 8 verse 44 there are only two kinds of spiritual fathers in this world God the father and Satan is the father the devil is the father if you are not a child of God then you are a child of the devil because there are only two fathers and that is what the Bible says. 
ye are of your father the devil and the last of your father you will do he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him when he speaketh a lie he speaketh of his own for he is a liar and the father of it so the devil is a father too now all of us because we are sinners we are all you know coming into this world with sin so we are separated from God that's what the Bible says in Romans 3 23 for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God we are separated from God why because of sin and all of us are sinners so therefore all of us are separated from God but that comes in the grace of God comes in the gospel of God by Jesus Christ but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God so we are now reconciled to God if you come to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior you are reconciled to God and therefore we become children of God by accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior if you don't come to Jesus Christ you cannot come to the Father John chapter 14 verse number 6 John 14 6 um, um, Jesus said unto him I am the way the truth and the life no man cometh unto the father but by me so only those people that that come to Jesus Christ become children of God apart from that there is no way that they can come to the father they may have religion but they do not have the relationship that is required you see my friend the Lord our God Jesus Christ prayed this prayer and lo and behold it shows us the father because he said our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name you see we become his children by faith and because you know uh, our father cares for us we need to appreciate our father's care too you see when we appreciate our earthly fathers it is easier for us to appreciate our heavenly father that is why god placed us under our father so that when you begin to love our earthly father it will just show us that you know that is also our heavenly father our heavenly father is greater than our earthly fathers so therefore you begin you 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 begin to learn how to obey your earthly father because all this uh, learning that you learn through this family setting through this unit of the home can be can be transferable to you know the fathership of god the father because we are accustomed to obeying our earthly father it's easy for us to obey our heavenly father because we are trained in this world by our by the home to obey our parents and therefore it's easier for us to obey our father which is in heaven you see the lord jesus speaks about the father the ultimate father which is our father in heaven and also not just that if you go back to matthew chapter 6 and this time verse number 10 the Bible says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. It speaks of the future. Jesus Christ speaks of the future. Thy kingdom come. 
My friend, our tomorrows are all safe with God. Our tomorrows are all safe with Him. I do not know about you, but I'm tired with crime. I'm tired with violence. I don't like to see the news every day. Full of sorrow, full, full of pain, tragedy after tragedy, and, and you know, violence, killing here, killing there, and all and everywhere. It's so sad that the world is full of crimes. And you see, our Father in heaven has planned better times for the future. He is planning a better time for the future. I will show you what he's planned. And bear with me, I will read all this. Because this is God's plan for the future in Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11. The entire chapter of Isaiah 11 laid out the, the, the plan of God for the future. Beautiful plan. I will tell you, I love to, I love to be part of this community. I love to be part of this world, this, this future that God the Father um, plans for, for all of us who love Him. In verse number, in verse number 1, beginning from verse number 1, chapter 11 of the book of Isaiah. This is the future. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity with, uh, for the meek of the earth, and, and, and he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked, and, and righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf, and the young lion, and the fatling together. And a little child shall lead them, and the cow and the bear shall feed. Their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. And the sucking child shall play on the hole of the ass. And the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. And in that, and in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To it shall the Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious, and it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria and from Egypt and from Pathros and from Kosh and from Elam and from Shinar and from Hamath and from the island of 
the sea. And you see, in verse number 12, and he shall set up an ensign of the nations and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. The, the envy also of Ephraim shall depart and the adversaries of Judah shall be cut off. Ephraim shall not envy Judah and Judah shall not vex Ephraim. But they shall fly upon the shoulders of the Philistines toward the west. They shall spoil um, them with, um, um, of the east together. They shall lay their hand upon Edom and Moab. And the children of Ammon shall obey them. And the Lord shall utterly destroy the tongue of, his, uh, of the Egyptian sea. And with the, uh, this mighty wind shall he shake his hand over the river and shall smite it in the seven streams and make men go over dry shod, dry shod. And there shall be a highway for the remnant of his people which shall be left from Assyria like as it was to Israel in the day that he came out of the land of Egypt. That is the plan of God. The Lord's plan is a beautiful plan. You want to enjoy, you want, you want to be there. All of us wanted to be there. That is our Father's plan. Thy kingdom come. That there will be ultimate, uh, uh, ultimate peace upon this earth. The Lord our God will set up a kingdom that even the snake cannot bite the chicken. <laughs> even the lion cannot, cannot bite you know, uh, a lamb. And even the young children can hold the, the, the reptile together. You see, that is the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ because all of this world, all of this earth will be filled with the knowledge of God. We are not yet in that moment. We are not dead yet in that um, time. But the Lord will enable us to arrive to that uh, time of the future. Our Father in heaven, he speaks of, it speaks of the future. And not just that. Uh, the prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 6 verse number 11 it also speaks of food it speaks of food notice that give us this day our daily bread you see that is typically the father's business we are we the fathers we want to provide food upon our children we want to give them you know um, provision Enough for them to uh, to eat. We want to see our children um, being well provided in the home. We we want to see our children, you know, um, um, getting fed and, and 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 healthy. You see, we fathers we want to make sure that um, our homes are well provided because that is being placed by God in our hearts. That is being, you know, laid upon our hearts. Because those people who do not provide for their home, the Bible says, they are worse than infidel if they do not provide for their home. The fathers have placed, uh, you know, the, the heart of the fathers being placed by God there to love their children, to see their children grow, to see their children, you know, um, um, succeed in everything. They want to see their children succeed in, in their school. We want, they want to see their children succeed in their careers. They want to see their children succeed in their married life, in their homes, and most especially in their faith. 
Me as a father, I want to see my children, you know, um, succeed in everything. And also, most importantly, I want to see my children um, have that um, fear of God in their heart. They have faith in the Lord God in their lives. Father is not only there to provide the money for their children, but also, my friend, the fathers are there to nurture the children most especially. Do not raise your children with your money. Because if you do that, you are just sending destruction to your children. Nurture your children in, you know, in the Lord, spiritually. As a father, by the grace of God, I have four children. Uh, they said, um, um, uh, I have three girls and one boy. If you ask one of them, they will say, oh, I have two blisters and a father. <laughs> a father and two blisters. It's not like that. Our home should be a, a happy home. Our home should be uh, a place where they can feel the love of the father. The father is the, is the, you know, initiator of that love in the home. Fathers, you are the ones that will start that. The fathers should start the love, then everyone else will just follow. As, as, a, as a father, again, by the grace of God, I will make sure that um, the church, the fear of God, the love of souls will be part in the life of my children. Wherever they are, wherever, where, wherever they may go, I want them to, you know, be a part of the church and that church must be their second home. If they are not found in, their, in the home, they must be in the church. If they are not found in the church, they must be in the home. But when they grow older, um, they grow older, they go to work, so their life is home, then church, or work, or home, work, or church, that three. Not anywhere else. You see, my friend, um, we want our children to love souls. We want our children to love God. We want our children to, um, you know, to be a part of the church. And praise God for the churches. Praise God that He has given us a church. The Lord has provided us a church. And again, the church is provided by God for the homes. The homes need the church. I can't imagine raising my children without the church. I was younger. Uh, I married my wife and we, we went to the church. From the very first, you know, week of my ch children's life. Samuel, I think two days old in the church. Polly, Polly, I think three days old. She was in the church. Annika, the same thing. But we want our children to be in the church. And, and church to them is not really a question whether they will go or not. Church is the, you know, the most important thing in their growing. While they are growing up, the church is very important. That is why fathers do not alienate your children from the church. Take every effort to make them serve God. Take every effort to make your children serve the people. Because there are things in the church that your children need and that need you cannot provide alone. You need the church to provide them.
The church is God's idea for your life and for your home. The church is not the pastor's idea. The church is not, you know, Bible Baptist idea. The church is God's idea. All we need to do is, you know, see that, oh, this is God's idea. This must be right. You see, in our text here this morning, Jesus Christ, the Lord, our Savior, he has, he made this, you know, an example of prayer to his disciples. He said, our heavenly Father, our Father, which art in heaven. You see, and this Father who is in heaven is a Father that loves to provide for our daily sustenance. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And notice the next phrase, give us this day our daily bread. You see, that is our Heavenly Father providing us daily bread. He provides us the strength and He provides us the skill to work. He provides us, you know, jobs. You know, when you find a job, it's not you finding the job. It is God giving you the job. Everything that we have, everything that we own is coming from the Lord. Oh, Pastor, I did not pray when I, when I, um, when I applied for a job, when I, when I got accepted from the job, I did not pray about it. I will tell you that is our God, so faithful, even though you are not faithful. You are not supposed to be there in that interview if, if the Lord removed that, you know, air for you to breathe in the morning. A lot of people did not wake up in the morning. Why? Because it just ran out. No, no, the, 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 um, the, the, the Lord has allowed them to die. And a lot of people died because um, the Lord allowed it. But the Lord allowed us, allowed us to, to uh, be alive until today and we have our being and we can go to our work, we can, we can, we can um, work the, the, the job that we have. It's all because of the mercies of God. It is all of the mercies of God. Lamentations chapter 3, verse number 23. Lamentations 20, chapter 3, verse 23. It is, uh, verse number 22, let's start with um, verse 22. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. The word consumed, that you have not died. Why? Because God is merciful to you. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. You know, our Heavenly Father is so faithful to us, even though we are not faithful to Him. He provides us strength and skill to work. He provides us jobs and income so that we can survive. Another thing, if you go back to our text in Matthew chapter 6, verse number 12 this time. Verse number 12. This also speaks of forgiveness. It speaks of forgiveness. Forgive us our debts. Forgive us our debts, my friend. Our Heavenly Father forgives. Our God in heaven is so forgiving. And that is why we ought also to forgive. 
because we have we have been recipients of God's forgiveness when we sin against the Lord all we need to do is come to the Lord and ask the Lord for forgiveness because 1st John 1 9 said if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness now again because we are um, our recipients of God's forgiveness we ought also my friend to forgive others fathers including the mothers we need to be forgiving people we ought to be a forgiving people oh pastor you just don't know you just don't realize what the person did to me you just don't realize what he said to me oh my friend I don't have to know what he did I don't have to know what 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 he said but our God has forgiven us you ought also to forgive you see we can forgive others because we have been forgiven because of God's forgiveness another thing that we can find in the Lord's Prayer if you go back again to Matthew chapter 6 this time verse number 13 verse number 13 and lead us not into temptation now this speaks of freedom there is freedom that the Lord has given to us this morning my friend temptation is not a sin but the moment you yield to that temptation that will bring you that sin and when sin when it is fulfilled it brings forth death now you see yielding to temptation brings bondage upon your life and when you are in sin you are in bondage and if you are in bondage you have no freedom and that is why we have here the Lord Jesus telling us to pray about this Lord lead us not into temptation in other words in other words because God the Father has the power to limit the temptation's power in your life you do not have when someone tempts you you don't have to obey that temptation you don't have to yield to that temptation why because God will give you protection in 1st Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 notice this temptation is not a sin but it's like someone knocking on your door sin is like someone knocking on your door and saying hey what about this try this that is temptation's job to tempt you temptation is not a sin but you unbolt unbolting the door the moment you unbolt the door that is the sin let the temptation you know tempt you but do not give in but the Lord has given us a way here to escape notice again this verse there hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it in other words whenever temptations come in your life 
do not say to, do not say or you cannot really say oh because i'm tempted and i committed the sin no you have a way to escape because every temptation that comes to us there is an escape if you stumbled upon that sin it's really you getting into that sin it is your volition to get into that sin no one was forced to sin sin was just offered and everyone accepting the offer commits the sin but you have an opportunity to say no that is what god is telling us here in every temptation there is an escape whenever you are in a situation that you don't want to sin against the lord and you are in that situation you are not in that sin yet but you are just in the surrounding of temptation ask the lord lord where is the escape Help me, Lord, to find that escape. I don't want to commit sin. I don't want to sin against against your name. I, I don't want to, to sin against you. Lord, show me the escape. When you ask the Lord for the escape, you will, you will be out of that situation. The Lord will provide you the escape. Because that's what he said. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common. So all of us, all of us will have that temptation. Such as is common to man. But God is faithful. God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able? Well, with the temptation also we make a way to escape. That you may be able to bear it. That prayer of Jesus Christ is a special prayer. Lead us not into temptation. Why? Because when you are in bondage, when you are you know, uh, in, in sin, you are in bondage. And when you are in bondage, there is no freedom. So that prayer of Jesus Christ speaks of freedom. Another thing, if you go back to Matthew chapter 6, verse number 13, it not, it's not just speaking of freedom, it also speaks of forever, eternity, everlasting. That is what he said in Matthew 6, 13, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. In other words, God's glory is forever. It speaks of forever. Our Heavenly Father is eternal. There is no beginning and there is no ending with God. God is outside time. So therefore, He is not bound of the beginning of time and the ending of time because he is outside time that is why my friend our heavenly father is eternal and because our heavenly father is eternal he is also concerned about where we will spend eternity that is why he is offering us freedom that is why he is offering us salvation through his son jesus christ so that everyone that will accept Jesus Christ as their Savior, every person will, will spend eternity with Him. And this prayer is given by the Lord Jesus Christ to teach the fathers and to think that, you know, uh, Father, you have to take care of your children. Uh, also be concerned about where your children will spend eternity. You have to be you know proactive in making your children you know decide let your children make a decision 
to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior because by then when they accept Jesus Christ they will have um, eternity in heaven if you care about their physical well-being praise the Lord but my friend I want you to think the more of their spiritual well-being the spiritual well-being of your children um, is far more important than their physical need the need of the salvation of their soul is very important if you do not care about it I will tell you eternity will point back to you your fault it is going to be the father's fault if the children you know strayed in their Christian life if the children strayed from the things of God it is going to be the father's fault because he allowed it when you allow it take, take care of the eternal welfare of your children be, be uh, concerned about their spiritual well-being because when you do you have the heart of your heavenly father because our heavenly father is very much concerned about our spiritual well-being and so are we when we begin to teach our children the things of God and the, the, the things of eternity but my question this morning not just you know looking and thinking about your uh, the well-being of your children but also my question is um, have you become a child of the Heavenly Father because my friend the Lord Jesus Christ was teaching us about prayer of our Heavenly Father but if you have no relationship with God the Father this morning you know it is useless because you will never be able to get to the Father if you do not come to Him for, for uh, to the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation make sure that this morning you will have that decision to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and once you do you know all of us will be seeing in eternity with our Heavenly Father all you need to do is accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior do not trust yourself to save you you cannot save yourself the salvation only in the Lord Jesus Christ for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved whosoever shall call upon the name I hope and pray that you will call upon the name of the Lord Jesus for the salvation of your soul and when you do you begin to think about our children making sure that our children will also receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior and then eternity will point to us that we have done the right thing because the most important thing in this life is the soul of man the soul of our children for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul and what shall a man give in exchange of his soul there's nothing but every person that will receive jesus christ will have eternity in heaven and I hope and pray that you will consider that. This morning might be the last message that you will hear about um, the gospel message. But the, the gospel message is ringing this morning in our church. Mainly because God wants you to be saved. God wants you to, uh, to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior.
And it is also my prayer that you will consider Christ in your life and receive him. And receive him as your Lord and Savior. So that you will be saved. This bow has a prayer. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. As we celebrate this Father's Day, what a blessing, Lord, that all the good characteristics of a father, Lord, are found in you. And, oh God, you, you, you love us in, in a way that we do not even uh, realize, Lord, uh, the extent of your love to us. Not just for us to be uh, provided with the material things that we need every day, but also, Lord, you want us to be provided with the eternal things that we need in the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, you have, you have, you have provided us all the things now that we need, whether it's physical or spiritual, and that will um, all things that will matter to eternity. Lord, we thank you for uh, being our Father. We thank you, Lord, for being our Creator. And we thank you, Lord, for um, giving us the, um, the things that we uh, need and the things, Lord, that we enjoy in this world. And because of that, O oh God, we praise your name. Because of what you have, we have done to us, Lord, we magnify uh, your name um, in the midst of your people. And I pray, O oh God, that more and more people will, um, will see the goodness of you. We'll see, Lord, the, the blessedness of, of uh, our Father in heaven. Lord, thank you for your goodness this morning. And thank you for all the blessings of God. And bless, Lord, your people as we sing this final hymn. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand and let's sing the final hymn.